Hi. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor FM? What is that? Anchor FM is a podcasting platform. Anchor FM lets you record, edit, and distribute your podcast. It's used by some of the most popular podcasts that you listen to and many that you don't. Here at Bloodfest the Podcast, we use Anchor FM to distribute our podcast. When we upload our episode into their app, they immediately make it available via an RSS feed on on Spotify, as well as several other podcast platforms. With a little extra work, you can take that RSS feed and send it on to any podcast platform you like, or send people the RSS feed link directly. Put it on your website. Put it in your email. Carry it in your shoe. Get lost in the snow with it. Anchor FM. It's the greatest way to make your podcast. If you want to make a podcast, download the Anchor FM app or get out there on the internet and go to anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. Download that app at whatever podcast or whatever app store you like or go to www.anchor.fm. Hello, and welcome to Bloodfest Mini, a very short version of Bloodfest, the podcast. It's just me, Nate, and my good friend Joey tonight, because we're not really recording, we're testing new equipment. If you've listened to our first two episodes, you will notice some horrible technical issues. So we went deep in our pockets and bought some fancy recording equipment. We're recording a short little mini version of an episode to test out the equipment and make sure it all works the way we want it to work. And if it doesn't seriously suck, we're going to throw it up online so that everyone else can listen to it and enjoy it. So we didn't do any planning or preparation for this. We just simply stood around and said, hey, what's a movie we can talk about? And what did you say, Joey? It's one of the most underrated movies. It gets a lot of hate, but I absolutely love it. It is the classic 1999 American supernatural horror film titled The Blair Witch Project. Yes. So just a quick quick little rundown in case anyone out there has not seen it or somehow isn't familiar with it. The Blair Witch Project is a found footage movie. Um, It was made by by uh, two guys in film school on a shoestring budget, I want to say $18,000. They did it serious guerrilla style. They basically hired some actors, took them out in the woods, kicked them out of the van, gave them cameras to record with, and then screwed with them for several days. The idea of the film is that the main character, Heather, is a film student, and she's going to make a documentary about the Blair Witch. And the Blair Witch is meant to be an urban legend uh, about some bad things that happened in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland. And while they're out camping and filming and trying to find various locations that are important to the story, spooky things start to happen. So, Joey, tell me about the film. Well, it's based on a legend of the Blair Witch where... Back in the day, however many years ago, say 1800s, that sounds good. Kids, children of Burkittsville, Maryland, were coming up missing. And 
come to find out this witch lived in a cabin out in the woods. And so these group of kids, they go out to investigate the legend of the Blair Witch Project in which they go to the town of Burkittsville. They talk to the locals before proceeding out in the woods. That's, that, and that, that brings up a great thing about the, the guerrilla filming nature. Most of the people they're talking to are just people they found on the street. They're not real actors and they weren't given a script. They were just told, hey, improvise with us. And so people were just making up their own lines and making up their own little bits of the story, which mm -hmm. I think adds a, a, a verite Aspect. Yeah, and that's what's great about the movie, because even later on when you get into the spooky part of the movie where they're out in the woods and stuff is happening, the the, the group of friends, they, they, were, they knew going into it that, hey, stuff was going to happen, but they didn't know what, they didn't know when. And so what you had was in the middle of the night, producers who were out in the woods with them. But they, Rick and Sanchez. Yeah. The guys that... And they would do things, throw rocks, make noises, and kind of the reaction you got out of the actors, the Josh, Mike, and Heather, were somewhat genuine because they weren't expecting that. Because, again, they didn't know yeah, well, what was well, going to happen or my, when. My Rick and Sanchez would leave them little, little packages of their food for the day and leave them individualized notes. And they would give them, this is so cruel. I mean, this is like Kubrick area. They would give them not enough food. So they'd be hungry. Yeah, it's kind of like and, a psychological way of filming because, you know, when you don't get proper amount of food, you're going to get irritated. Mm -hmm. You're going to be grumpy. And I, I think you can kind of see that with the acting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it all, that's the reason it feels so real. But they'd get their, their notes and like Mike would read a note and it would tell him, hey, you're, you need to do this. Don't let anybody else know. So then he'd do something weird, but they don't know it's coming. They don't know he's been told to do it. So they react to it. Really. Yeah. 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 And, that, that, that. and that's why I love about the movie. And plus, you know, from my perspective, you know, I, I've been involved in ghost hunting the paranormal for 20 plus years. It's some, you know, I, ghosts and tornadoes somehow, man. Yeah, ghosts yeah. and tornadoes. Storm, ch are storm chasing and paranormal investigating. You know, I've had my hey, own maybe you get a haunted and, tornado someday. Hey, I, you know, I would take it. I'll, I'll throw some of the ghost hunting equipment into the tornado and see what I get. But so that, that, that appeals to me because of that, because I'm just interested and I could see myself doing something like that. So I, I, the movie gets a lot of hate, but I thoroughly enjoy it for what it is. And like Nate and I were talking earlier, there had been found Footage, Footage, yeah, yeah. So there was Cannibal uh, Holocaust. Before that, there was a uh, um, children shouldn't play with dead things. There been there had been some found footage. Um, it was it was kind of a thing that never took off, except for a few films. Yeah, it was very rare. I, I think Cannibal Holocaust was the only one that was ever kind of put out there as if it were real. Which interestingly, um, I don't know if you know this, uh, Ruggiero Deodato, who made Cannibal Holocaust, he actually was charged with murder. Italy. Yeah, because, I've, yeah, I've yes, heard that. because they, people they thought, thought it was, it was real. real and that he had murdered the the actors and he had to prove that he wasn't. A so murderer. they had to bring in all the yeah. actors and yeah. say, "Hey, we're we're not actually dead." Yeah. But so Blair Witch, though, they did it at the perfect time. The internet's brand new. Yeah, they kind of invented the idea of viral marketing. 
they, they had a website when movies didn't have websites. They were using message boards to spread it around. Um, they got themselves on, at the time, the Independent Film Channel was brand new, and they, they kind of got themselves on there through sheer force of will somehow and presented it all as if it were a real documentary. Yeah. Which, and, which is what, what did. And, you know, the other thing that they did, which you kind of touched on, that they actually paid for billboards with yeah. these kids. The, yeah, the missing. Pay, yeah. yeah, the missing poster yeah. pretty much so when it came out people thought it was real because the way that they marketed it, it just seemed so real like hey these are actually missing kids yeah yeah it was and they brilliant. found these this footage in the woods so it, it was really brilliant marketing that really we hadn't seen up yeah. until then yeah it was absolutely brilliant and it honestly it changed so everyone will say yes, and then found footage took off because of it, and so it, it kind of changed film for a while. And we still see some found footage stuff, um, especially with with more shot on video stuff. Uh, we'll, now I'll come back to that the difference, but it, it also changed the way films were marketed. Honestly, it yeah. was it, no no film ever is going to be out there without a website now, right? There's yeah. no film out there that's not going to be using whatever social media is available at the time. Which was it was it was message boards and stuff but now every film has a twitter every film has a facebook every film has an instagram every film probably has a tiktok i don't know yeah um, they all yeah. have social media they all have yeah. websites yeah it altered everything so let's dig into the plot so as you're saying they're out there in the woods and it starts out pretty simple it's these people in the woods and they have a copy of how to survive in the woods which is a real book it's a classic book it will save your life get one um and they're carrying around a 16 millimeter camera and a, a digital video camera, which was fairly new at the time. And like a uh, boom like, mic. Yeah, the boom mic and a digital audio recorder. Yep. Yeah, and a like, campus. Yeah. Yeah. Or compass. Yeah. Campus. campus. They're carrying around the whole university. <laughs> and so, do you know where the, uh, where the hippo campus is? Huh? It's around the hippo university. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, they're out there, and at first it's just them walking in the woods, looking at stuff. They're like, oh, this rock's important, and oh, she was hanged from this tree, and blah, blah. And then the creepy shit happens. So for me, the one that really starts it is the little effigy people, the little wooden twig people. Oh, that were the hanging trees. from the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that, like, blow your shit away in 99? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, that it was creepy because... Yeah. Imagine yourself, you're walking through the woods and you come across that, you're going to be freaked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I oh. think anybody would. Oh, yeah. Oh, or the, I mean, the, the night they wake up, so they sleep, it's a decent night, get up in the morning, and there are all these rocks around their tents, like like little cairns built up of rocks. And they didn't hear anything, and they don't know anything, and but someone or something's been there. That was a, that was a great, great yeah. moment, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just have these little moments that really just builds up like you know and it was just really incredible it's it really just adds to the freaky element the spooky element of the movie and uh, of its time it, it was great and yeah. i still think it, it holds up to this day so since i didn't know we were going to talk about it i have not rewatched it and i was thinking it's probably been several years since the last time i saw it um i i have it on dvd um, DVD. I, pro I probably need to update that. <laughs> Get the Blu-ray. Um, ooh, on 4K. 
imagine that on 4K. So I can't I can't remember all of the plot details. I I think you can tell that it had an effect on me, and I remember a yeah. lot, but I can't remember what happened when oh, exactly. No, no. It, it's been probably a year since yeah. I've yeah. seen it because I so, watch it usually around August, September, so October. I remember that. And tell me if I get this wrong. So Mike disappears in the night. Yes. Yeah, and then um, Josh and Heather are still going, and they're trying to. Or did or did Josh? No, no, that's right. It, right? it, it was Mike. Mike disappears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's left to Josh and Jennifer, or Josh and Josh and Josh and Heather to try and find him. But the crazy thing is, is they they seem to just be going around in, in circles. circles. Yes. Yes. And yeah, and the compass they, doesn't work. Yeah, and, and they the don't have a they don't have a map. They did. Josh, my favorite line in the movie, <laughs> Heather's trying to find the map, and Josh just I kicked that fucking map in the creek yesterday. <laughs> it's my favorite line. And and it makes you wonder how much that insanity you see there is just the deprivation of you know being deprived yeah. of food and and not sleeping not well and good sleep. So you know there there's probably some elements to that that was genuine. Yeah, and yeah. when when we'll never know. I mean, we'll never know how much of that was genuine and how much wasn't. But yeah. I I would think that you know going through something psychologically like that, that you know yeah they're actors, but at the end of the day they're still humans. And See that's now I would tell effect. you I I I might disagree with you there. I'm not a hundred percent sure that actors are humans. <laughs> they, they could be robots. Well, Tom Cruise isn't human. Yeah, he, he's definitely not human. We've, we've known that for years. So, at, at the end, they get to the creepy old house. And it's Josh that's in the corner. Right? Yeah. yeah, Josh they go is down into the basement. in the basement facing the corner, which ties back to something in the story. The, the witch would make the kids stand yeah, in, in the, the corner, corner until she came to get him to kill him? Yep. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. So for me, also like one of the best parts, and it's it's speaking of the humanity of actors. Um, it Heather when she's crying and she's talking into the camera, and she thinks this might be you know, she might be leaving her last will and testament. That might be why it is. And she's she's I mean she's really in it, and she's weeping, and her nose is running, and she's got the camera pointed right up her nose at the snot bubble she's blowing. And I think it takes some it it, it takes some guts to do that as an actor, oh, especially yeah. someone who's unknown. And you know, and this might be. And that scene, I mean, break. you know, that and that that scene is one that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, that it's a very iconic scene, and it, it just seems like that that's the one scene everybody would know in that movie. So, what's your what what's your take on within the world of the story, the reality of it? Is the Blair Witch real, or are the locals fucking with them and they kind of go nuts? I think the the. Locals are fucking with them, and they go nuts. Okay. I mean, and, and you know the 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 what kind of you know drew me into the film is any city you go to does have some sort of urban legend mm -hmm. of nature that's kind of similar to that. So it. You always get yeah. So I mean, you, you can Cropsy or the Mothman or what have you. Everybody loves the Mothman. Case Josh walks on. Don't get an echo. Then um, okay. So oh, the other thing, the other thing that I thought was worth worth discussing about it 
was um so you mentioned earlier the film gets a lot of hate honestly i think that's that's retroactive yeah people hating on it now the the hate i saw at the time where people were upset by the the shaky camera yeah people weren't used to that yes and some people got motion sickness in the theater um people had to leave because they were throwing up for motion sickness which i don't think you can you can't hold that against the film no that doesn't seem fair to me at all yeah and and that's just you know nature of the beast when you do something that hasn't really been done a lot people aren't going to know how to react to it yeah yeah so yeah and i think i think at the time it was it was groundbreaking and i think it's still worthy if you haven't seen it you should give it a shot and watch it and if you haven't seen it since 99 or 2010 or something it's worth another watch in my opinion it really really is i'll let you wear these in case josh hops on but one and one of the more impressive and you kind of touched on this at the beginning you know the the movie was made less than twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and it grossed like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mean, it's one it, of if if not if not the then one of the and you hear most that, profitable films of all time. And you hear that, and I'm sure at some point when you heard that, you thought, "What the hell am I doing? Why don't I get twenty thousand dollars? Come up with a creative idea and do something like this?" So, dude, uh, uh, Ter- Terry, our buddy uh, Terry. Yeah. He, he and I wrote a screenplay and made plans and got a cast and filmed a few scenes of a movie and then kind of stopped. Well, there you go. You should get back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it would be, it would be great if we filmed it now because it's full of lots of references like <laughs> to um, uh, the movie Glitter and Madonna being a big star and just, oh, yeah, oh nice. so, many, so many. The PMRC gets mentioned in it. Yeah, so... Yeah, okay, so never so too late. Blair Witch. So Myrick and Sanchez make what's probably the most successful movie of all time. And what does the studio do? They immediately hire someone else to make a sequel. Sequel, which brought us Blair Witch: Book of Shadows, which I saw in whatever year it came out. I don't know, just a couple of years later, I think. Um, and I have never seen it again. Did Josh just hop yep. on? Yep, we have hey, Josh. So we are in the middle of talking about the Blair Witch Project. What do you think about it? Yeah, are you a fan? Um, I don't know. I have my moments. <laughs> I mean, it's how long's it been since you've seen it? Probably a good 15, 20 years. Okay, okay. I mean, did you see it theatrically? No, no okay. So give me the rundown. It's, what do you think? For the time, it was pretty revolutionary. I mean, because I, I didn't know anything about shot on film films at the time or whatever it's called um yeah definitely not prepared for this conversation but <laughs> neither are we we, we yeah we, yeah. we kind of decided to do a little i haven't seen it in years so i mean neither are we okay but so so you think it do you think it was a, a an important and meaningful film do you you recall enjoying it yeah yeah for the most part i mean i'd, I'd watch it again okay so we, we went into uh talking about the way it was marketed and um see if you agree with us um it was the first first movie that was you know viral marketing and i honestly think that it's responsible for the way movies are marketed now movies are marketed via the internet movies are marketed by by trying to get um people excited and talking about it online oh absolutely i think it was probably the first of its kind yeah yeah i think so too so 
uh, we were getting ready to bring up uh, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Did you ever see yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So I saw it when it came out, and I I know that I hated it. I couldn't tell you a thing about what happened in it. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it a few times. I don't recall hating it. I thought it was... I think I thought it was pretty good, but yeah, it, it's been years since I've seen it, so I, I there's literally nothing about it I could tell you about. Okay. Well, Josh, you have any strong feelings about Book of Shadows? It was inferior, but like if it was on its own, it would have been a good movie. It's just putting it up against the okay. first one. It just doesn't stand a chance, but on its own, it's pretty good, I think. Hmm? Doesn't, ha- okay. doesn't have much now, of a storyline, that... but the storyline that's there is okay. 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 That not not as emotionally affecting as the exactly. first one. Exactly. You don't okay. care about anybody so now, in, the, in the second film. Oh yeah. See, I hate that. I need to. I, I need to either love or mm-hmm. hate somebody, right? Yeah. So the the more recent one that was just called the Blair Witch. I know Joey had told me that he didn't think he had seen it. Had, did he you might see have it? seen it? He doesn't know. <laughs> That's true. He's not always sure what he's seen. So that, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but no, I haven't seen it. Okay, so I might be the only one who's seen it. Um, it, it takes some some heat. Um, people seem to think that it was unnecessary and that it doesn't cover any new ground. I I liked it. I thought it was well constructed. I thought it was well acted, and it solved the biggest found footage problem that I have which is in the middle of any found footage movie, um, bad shit is happening and people need to run. But they're still holding the camera. And in real life, nobody's Mm going to do that. They're going to drop the fucking camera because that's just holding you down, right? This movie solved it, and it was through more recent technology. They have tiny little digital cameras that are strapped to their heads. They're just there, like like, like somebody would wear a headlamp or something. So, of course, they're not going to drop it because it would be more work to take it off than to just run so i was happy with that also there is a scene in it where a girl is crawling through a tunnel and it becomes incredibly claustrophobic and i'm not exactly sure how they managed it but i got claustrophobic in the theater (laughs) and i don't suffer from claustrophobia so that was effective it also had fun with um new blair witch effects on people like people being confused about how much time had passed or maybe two people experiencing different amounts of time, like part of the group like breaks up and for the group that's there at the tent, a day has passed when the others come back, but the others look much worse. And they're like, we've been wandering around for over a week. We've been lost for over a week, which is kind of fun. There's also a a great kind of jump scare where a human being gets like snapped in half by nothing you can see. It's always good. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Um, so anyway, we've got you on now. We talked Blair Witch stuff. What would you like to talk about, Josh? <laughs> oh, oh, had you not seen it yet? Oh, okay, okay. Has she loving it? Okay, okay. It's an outstanding film. I'm a big fan. Love that dog. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll, 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 it'll make it on the show. It'll make it on the show. All right. You go watch Prey, and Joey and I were, we're not going to make out. Yet. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. All right. 
Okay, everybody. I think that's all the time we have for this truncated mini episode. I'm going to wrap it up here by saying that um, normally our episodes run over an hour. I'm hoping that the sound is better on this one than on the previous two episodes. Um, Next time, we're going to be back to discuss the things that we had already teased. That's going to be um, April Fool's Day and the burning. Yep. 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 Um, if you like this, click that, uh, click that like or follow button, give us a five-star review, maybe tell your friends, get a tattoo of the name of the podcast on your, uh, testicle sack or, uh, vulva, whichever's more appropriate for you. Um, check, look for us on social media. We're on the Twitters and the Facey books. Just search for Bloodfest the podcast. You'll find us there. We're easy to find. Um, honestly, that's all I have. Signing off for Josh, Joey, and Nate, and not Casey because he wimped out on us tonight. This is Bloodfest the Podcast. We'll see you in about a week.